And welcome back to Sports Track with Evan and Jack. I'm Jack Kowarski. And I'm Evan Swarski. Uh, today we'll be doing uh, who you would vote for uh, for the NBA Awards. And for this podcast, uh, we'd like to say thank you to Luke for joining us. Hello. Uh, so the awards we'll be doing today, uh, we'll start with Coach of the Year, then Rookie of the Year, then Most Improved Player, then Sixth Man of the Year, then Defensive Player of the Year, and then we'll finish it with who we would vote for as our MVP. Like I said, it'll be who we would vote for if we were one of the voters. Uh, so we're starting with Coach of the Year, like I said. Uh, I'll go first, and then Evan will go second, and Luke uh, will go third for each of the awards. So, uh, starting with Coach of the Year, my Coach of the Year goes to uh, Mike Brown of the Sacramento Kings. Uh, the Kings were expected to be pretty bad team. Maybe they make a play-in, maybe. Uh, but they ended up with the three seed in the West. Now, the West wasn't completely stacked this year. Uh, I think many people thought it would be a lot better with uh, the Timberwolves would be a lot better. The Lakers, people thought would be better. Lakers. Or the Warriors, even. Uh, but Clippers. The, and the Clippers. Uh, but the Kings, they ended up doing really well. They finished with a record of 48-34. and 34. Uh, which is 18 more wins than they had the season before. That was the best record they had since the 2004-2005 season where they had 50 wins. Uh, so the Kings, they haven't been a team that's done pretty much anything in the last couple of years. Uh, but with De'Aaron Fox, Sabonis, and Mike Brown, my coach of the year, uh, they were able to make the play playoffs, and they got a pretty decent seed too. So my coach of the year goes to Mike Brown of the Kings. Um, I also have Mike Brown as my coach of the year. Um, what he did from turning around um, a not-so-great team to – or a playing team to the three seed, like you were saying, um, very impressive. Um, I think it's well-deserved. I think um, if he does win it, I think he uh, – it's deserved, like I said. Um, and – yeah, you pretty much you pretty much uh took the words um out of my mouth what I was gonna say, um but yeah Mike Brown is also my coach of the year. I have Mike Brown. Um, he just made a team that was one of the worst teams in the league last year, the fourth the with the fourth pick, and then making it to the three seed. Making them in, in the playoffs. Um, they had big help from De'Aaron Fox, Demonte Sabonis, Keegan Murray, their rookie, Erson Barnes. They went to go grab Kevin Herter with from the Hawks, and that that just their roster all around was pretty good. Not as good as last year. Last year was they just needed a, a rebuild because of Sabonis. He was a um he was traded in the trade deadline, but and they needed a process because they didn't really do anything last year with Coach Alvin. So I like how Mike Brown came in and like this is what we're gonna do. This is how we're gonna play. They ate the playoffs and. 
<sighs> All right, now we'll go to uh, my rookie of the year, and I'm sure you two have him too. Uh, Paolo Mancaro is who I would vote for. Uh, he averaged 20 points per game this year, uh, and that's the most among rookies. He was the number one pick this year out of Duke. Uh, great pick by the Magic. Uh, he really uh, dominated all rookies this year. Uh, Chet Holmgren, who was also a rookie, uh, got injured before the season. I think he could have made a case to win this award. Uh, I wouldn't say he would win it, but I think it would make a decent case. And I think uh, it could be up in the air between Paolo and Chet. Uh, but, I mean, Walker Kessler is probably the second best option who was involved in that Rudy Gobert trade. Uh, but I would go with Paolo. I think you guys would agree. And I think he's the obvious pick here. Yeah, I also have Paolo Bencaro as my rookie of the year. I think he was averaging around 20 points. Um, pretty impressive for a rookie. Um yeah, but this was a pretty easy decision for me to make. Um, I think uh, I think he had the best stats as a rookie. Um, he, he did pretty good in uh, Orlando. Um, but uh, Orlando is becoming a pretty good team. Um, and uh, I think Paolo Bancaro is probably a star on that team. And, uh, yeah, they're going to be a good team in the future. But uh, yeah, I think uh, Paolo Bancaro um, should win rookie of the year. And I also have Paulo. I would have to make a good case for J-Dub to win it. If Chet, as like if Jack said, Chet Holgren played this season, I would probably have the Thunder having the best rookies this season, having Chet Holgren and J-Dub, but let's keep it, let's keep it regular. Let's get Paulo. Let's get him out of the way. Walker Kessler's an honorable mention, like Jack said. Joe Barley Smith had a pretty good season. Um, so did even like I was talking about Mike Mike Brown's Keegan Murray out of Iowa. He had a pretty good season. Um, same thing with Jay Nivey out of Purdue. A lot of the rookies had a pretty good season, like and Ben Dick Matherin. Shout out to him, but. A lot of the rookies had a pretty good season, uh, but Paolo makes the biggest case here, having being the best player on a Magic team with the first pick to make it a pretty good team. It, they came back at, in the second round of the season, in the second half of the season, and yeah. All right, now we'll go to uh, most improved player, uh, and. For most improved player, I originally I was gonna vote for uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander, uh, but then I looked at the stats, uh, and it really wasn't much of an improvement. I think he definitely jumped up like on the court performance, uh, but it really wasn't. I mean, he I think he improved definitely, uh, but not as much as this guy. I'm giving it to Laurie Markkinen. Uh, Markkinen was involved in that Donovan Mitchell trade, uh, which sent him from the Cavs to the Jazz. And Markkinen became really the star guy on the Jazz. A Jazz team that um, I think just missed out on the play-in tournament. Yeah. Uh, they were in the play-in most of the year. So he really kept a team that really should have been in contention for Wembenyama, and he kept them uh, in the race for a play-in. So he went from on the Cavs averaging 14.8 points to the Jazz, he averaged 25.6 points. Uh, and then rebound wise, he jumped up from 5.7 to 8.6, and he averaged 
uh, 0.6 more assists. So uh, Markkinen really just he went into that lead role and really dominated uh, for the Jazz uh, and kept them, like I said, a team that shouldn't have done really much. He kept them afloat and uh, made them get a chance uh, to make it to the play-in. So my my most improved player, I have to go Larry Markkinen. I also have Larry Markkinen. Um, I'm not going to go with Shea or um, Mikel Bridges. I'm not going with Mikel Bridges because um, if, he, if he was playing like he was on Brooklyn the whole year, um, I might have actually uh, gone with him. But he wasn't as good as he was um, when he was in Phoenix. Um, as he was na- uh, as he is now, or uh, was in Brooklyn. And for Shea, uh, kind of the same reason as you don't uh, have him. He was uh, he was better than Larry Markkinen last year. He he is this year too, in my opinion. But I think he didn't make as big of a jump as like you were saying, as Larry did. Um. Yeah, but Larry Markkinen, when he went in the lead role, like you're saying, he he showed the starter that he is. Made his first All Star appearance this year. Um, but yeah, I think Larry Markkinen is the most improved player this year. Okay, so I got I I just give an honorable mention. Shea goes to Alexander, amazing player. Had the Thunder make it to who's playing tonight? I'm gonna watch that game. They're going to play tonight. Whoever wins them in the Timberwolves, whoever wins makes the playoffs. But I would like to mention Mikael Bridges. But, look, so you guys have, like, Larry Markkinen, who averaged, like, 15 points, um, then to 25 points. Well, Mikael Bridges averaged, like, 14 to 15 points. Then he averaged 26 points. I mean, the man, the man let, had, made a playoff appearance he no one really thought the Brooklyn Nets would be a really good team after the KD trade KD and Kyrie trade but the Brooklyn Nets go on made the playoff playing the 76ers Mikhail Bridges most improved player is going to be good that series I feel I I feel like I I I, I feel like he would be an all-star if if how he played right now was at the beginning of the season, I think he would be an all-star like Larry Markkinen. But the reason why I don't have Markkinen is because of the point differential. Because he averaged one less point than Markkinen did, and he gained one more point than Markkinen did after their trades. Yeah, so Mikael Bridges was a proof player. All right, now we'll go to our third last award, Sixth Man of the Year. Uh, this award, for me, was really close between Malcolm Brogdon and Bobby Portis. A lot of people were saying, uh, making a case for Emmanuel quickly. Pretty sure he's the betting odds favorite. Uh, I just wouldn't vote for him just because uh, I think um, Julius Randle's been out most of the year, so that kind of filled a spot for one of the bench players to come in. And it was Emmanuel quickly most of the year. And most of the great games he played were him starting, not coming off the bench. Uh, so that's why it was, like I said, it was really close between Malcolm Brogdon and Bobby Portis. But I ended up going with uh, Malcolm Brogdon. Just because off the bench for the Celtics, he averaged 50, almost 15 points, 4.2 rebounds, and 3.7 assists. 
I believe as a point guard. Yeah, as a point guard. Um, and I think he the Celtic team is very deep. It has a bunch of great players coming off the bench. Uh, he really leads them. So I'm going to go with Malcolm Bragdon as my sixth man of the year. Uh, but I think you could go Bobby Portis here. I think it's a win-win either way. But I went with Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, I'm going with Malcolm Brogdon too. Um, he's I think he's I think he's the second favorite to win this award. Um, on pretty much what you were saying. Um, coming off the bench, uh, putting up those stats. I think. It could be Emmanuel quickly because of the time the starters miss. He might get it. Um, but um, if it wasn't him, I think it would be uh, Mal- Malcolm Brogdon to win it. Um, I have um, Tyrese Maxey. He went on, went on the bench. Uh, in the middle of the season, for and D. Anthony Moulton went in. He wasn't really doing anything, but off the bench he w- went a lot better. I don't know why they didn't put him in the starting lineup. D. Anthony Moulton didn't change as at, when he went in starting lineup. He went from ha- Terry's match. He went have, having like I would say fifteen points per game on as a starter. To like seventeen points per game off the bench, um, he just did a lot more off the bench. I think because like a lot of because James Harden didn't play, James Harden didn't play a ga- James Harden didn't play a game after when Tyrese Maxey was on the ba- was on the bench. He didn't play that game. Tyrese Maxey went in the, that game. He dropped twenty four. That's my big state uh, statement of. All right, now for go, we'll go to our second last award, Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, once again, this is who we would vote for, uh, not who we think is going to win it. Uh, and I'm going with Evan Mobley. I know the favorite here is Jaron Jackson Jr. You look at the blocks and what he's done. I agree. Uh, Blocks-wise, he's the Defensive Player of the Year. But people don't understand. Defensive Player of the Year isn't all about blocks and steals. you got to look at some of the advanced stats, some of the team defense, if you look defensive at who has rebounds. defensive rebounds, if you look who's number one in in points or like in defensive points, points, points off turnovers, it's the Cavs. You look at who's number three in defensive rebounding, it's the Cavs. You look at number one assists just from defense, where the Cavs are number one, and least amount of field goals like allowed, Cavs are number one. The cat, and then you look at Evan Mobley's individual stats. Uh, they're not that bad for defense. Uh, his, I don't know how far up there he is with blocking with blocks. Uh, but I know he's not at where Jaron's at. But if you look at the team stats and the advanced defensive stats, Evan Mobley's a defensive player of the year. That's why I would vote for him. But if you're someone that looks just at normal stats like points. Uh, rebounds, steals, blocks, Jarians are going to be your defensive player of the year. But if you really look at the advanced stats and the team defensive stats, Evan Mobley is the defensive player of the year. Yeah, I'm going with uh, Evan Mobley as my, uh, for I think, who should win uh, defensive player of the year. Um, 
when I watch the Cavs, they get uh, the Cavs force a lot of shot clock violations, and they also force bad shots and uncomfortable shots for the other team, um, which I think that should be another factor. And like you're saying, the advanced stats, not just blocks, because um, it's blocks, three pointers, and dunks is the big, the big picture. They don't go into the dirty work, the rebounding, and um, the, the, just the solid good defense Evan Mobley's had this year, and as well as the whole team. Um, yeah, I totally agree with what you were saying. Um, Evan Mobley, uh, yeah, I think he should win the award. It it most likely will not go to him, but I think he can make a good. I think he's made a good case for himself to win it. Um, it's time to let him know. This is my defensive player of the year. It is also Evan Mobley. It's time to let you guys know why. He is the best defender in the league. Um. They, the Cavs first the most points off turnovers. Um, and the leader of their defense, Evan Mobley. Um, he's a third pick last year in the draft. If I got to pick who I any of any young players to build my team around for the next ten years, that's the man who I'd pick. I think he's gonna be the next Kevin Garnett. I say he'll be the next Giannis. Yeah. Um, the offensive skill isn't there yet, but I think yeah. eventually it'll get there. De- and his, his offense, his defense and offense is going to be like KG. What I mean by that is like all time, the Timberwolves leaders play Kevin Garnett. Rebounds, Kevin Garnett. Assists, Kevin Garnett. Steals, Kevin Garnett. And blocks, Kevin Garnett. But soon for the Cavs, it's going to or another team if we go there. Points, Evan Mobley. No. Rebounds, Evan Mobley. If he Mobley. stays with Cleveland, he's not being LeBron. Assists, Evan Mobley. Steals, Evan Mobley. No, I meant like in blocks, Evan Mobley, but I meant like points with the Cavs. Yeah. But I know. He'll still not be He's still an amazing player. Um, He's still an amazing defender. Yep. That's going to be a good game tonight. Cavs, Knicks. All right, now it's time for MVP. Uh, I think there's, I think it's really come down to three people uh, for everyone: Giannis, Embiid, Jokic. One of those three guys is everybody's MVP. Um, if we're going based off of who I think will win, I think the NBA will give it to Jokic, uh, just from what he's done on the offensive standpoint. But if you look at the defense. And you look at the offense. You look at both sides of the ball. I think you can't go, you can't go wrong with Embiid. But my MVP, who I would vote for, is Giannis. He's averaging thirty one point one points per game. That seems really high. That's only fifth in the league. The league so right now is crazy with the points. Eleven point eight rebounds, five point seven assists per game. Uh, he's averaging one block and one steal every game. Giannis, Giannis is the MVP. Everyone, pretty much everybody can agree that he's the best player in the league if you look at offense and defense. So then why wouldn't he be your MVP? He's the best player in the league. That's what the MVP is, right? 
and if you're looking and if you look at most valuable the bucks are the bucks stink without Giannis. Giannis carries that team. He carried them to a championship. Now, I'm don't get me wrong, Drew Holiday, Brooke Lopez, Bobby Portis, Chris Middleton, he has solid pieces around him. But Giannis is what that brings that team together. And I think he's just the best player in the NBA, and I think uh that's why he's my MVP. Um, I don't think it will go to Jokic this year. Um, the back-to-back MVP. It's so. I think it's either going to be down to Joel Embiid and um, Giannis. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to give it to Joel Embiid. You guys uh, know I'm high on Embiid from our playoff prediction podcast. Um, he's averaging 33.1. Um, he got the got the points. Uh, he got the scoring. Uh, uh, can't think of the name of the award. The score, uh, scoring title. Score, the scoring title. Yeah. Um. Uh. And he and ten ten point two rebounds and four point two assists. And um. I think I think he's a, a big factor of the the Sixers' uh, success. Yes, they do have Harden, but Harden, in my opinion, plays better with Embiid on the court with him. And um, without Embiid, they I I don't think they would um, make it that far in the playoffs. Um, Embiid is just uh, I think he's too dominant for. Uh, team to stop him and if they stop him he has other teammates which um he's he gets uh he averages 33 points a game which shows the defense just they 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 can't stop him so yeah i think uh Embiid will uh should get the award okay so between Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic and Giannis i don't think it's Jokic cuz Where's his defense? I mean, I thought to, to win MVP, we need offense and defense. He still is an amazing player, amazing offensive player, averaging a triple-double, being the best p- passer in the league for a center, and having the best team in the West. It's only, it's only his defense. So between Giannis and Embiid, so notice the word says most valuable player, so that means most valuable player to the team. The 76ers were 11-5 and five without MB. And James Harden is already an all-NBA type player. And, but we can all agree Giannis is the best player in the world. And the Bucks are the number one team in the NBA. They're probably going to win the championship. So, so I just want everybody to not overthink it because it's Giannis. People might say, oh, he already has a championship. Oh, he already has two MVPs. Oh, the Bucks team are the best in the league. We want some fun. We want some Joel B type. But think about it. The most valuable to the team and the best in the league. That's what MVP and the best off, offensive player and defensive player. If you bring those all together, only get one guy, and one guy is Giannis Antetokounmpo. 
All right, and uh, that ends our NBA award prediction podcast. Uh, we thank we thank Luke for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and as always, I'm Evan Swarski. And I'm Jack Kowarski. And we'll see you next time. Peace.